Okay, v'hinei mashin desbayer yuvan mashikas v'ani Hashem lo shanisi. The pasuk says, "I am God. I have not have I have not changed." Pirush she'em shum shinoi klal. That means that there is no change whatsoever. Kamosha hayo levadei kaidem briyas olam kachu levadei achashenivra. Just as Hashem was alone before He created the world, so too He is alone after He created the world. This is what it means. You were alone before the world was created. You were alone after the world was created. There is no change in him, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There can be no change in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So creation does not affect any change in him. Now here he does a very good summation in the English. We're going to read it very quickly. Just to chazer over all the different things we've said about how we relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The first level we said is the world exists. But its existence is dependent. So from the perspective of Malchus, right? So the Shefa that comes into the world, it's dimmed, right? It's, it's so that we can feel like we exist, okay? Then we spoke about from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perspective. So the world has no significance. It exists, but like a ray of light to the sun, its existence is void, from the perspective of the sun. Right, so again, that's, let's just make sure we stay here. You're, you're right, but let's get there. One second. So first level, the world exists. From our perspective, we feel like the world exists. The world exists, we feel like the world exists because Malchus has dimmed the divine light to allow the world to exist. Then the second perspective, from the perspective of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the world exists, but it has no significance. Like if you're standing on the sun, the ray of the sun has no significance. Then, level number three. If Malchus is open, so then we have what we call the Yehuda Tata, the lower unification. Mean time and space are aware of the infinite. Okay? And then we spoke about the highest level, which is Yehuda Ilah, and then Malchus loses its identity, right? And it becomes part, it's becomes part of the upper worlds. That was the four levels we discussed. Okay. Now, what does it mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is alone and nothing has changed when the world was created? Let's discuss the problem for a second. The problem is as follows. How can we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has not changed if the world was created before he was alone and now there's a world? What does exactly that mean? Why would that mean he changed? Well, just missing but he w- he's not alone anymore, so there's a change. Right? If you're alone in a room and then somebody else comes into the room, there's a change. He's still no, but alone implies uh, other. So, like not being alone implies something other. So that's what we're going to try to see. Is there something other from him? So this is what he says. So the Rambam says, so the Alter Rebbe says, Velo bida'ato, ki biyadiyas atzmo yodea kol hanevra'im. By knowing himself, the Rambam says, he knows all of creations. Meaning everything exists within HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So by knowing himself, he knows everything that's outside of himself. Because everything is coming from him. And it's an extension of him, meaning it's bottled to him. So when we say, what we mean to say is, there's nothing that is not inherently an extension of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why he was in the, he, he's alone in the room, and then the world is created, right? But at the end of the day, 
it's him. It's all him. So Ani Hashem Lo Shanisi, nothing changed. The Rambam says God is the knower, God is the known, God is the knowledge, right? Which means, as we discussed earlier in Tanya last year, which means that from the perspective of a human being, we are not our thoughts, right? But since HaKadosh Baruch Hu is HaKol Echad, so he is the knowledge, he is the known, he is the knower, he's all the things at once. It's difficult for any mouth to say this, right? And it's difficult for any ear to hear this. And there's no way we could actually understand this, as the Rambam says. Why? Because how could we, our human experience only allows us to understand that which is human. This is beyond the realm of human. We can't possibly understand what it means, but it's true. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is one in every single sense of the word. He's unified with himself. His knowledge is not something that exists, as we said. It's not something that exists in addition to himself. Just like it's not like a human being where our knowledge is something other than ourselves. We employ our knowledge, but we are not our knowledge. Which is why just because a person is more intelligent or less intelligent doesn't mean right, that he's more a person or less of a person because it's an added talent. You understand? When a person learns something, he already has the capability of learning before he learns that thing. He has a capacity called intelligence that allows him to learn. And now after he's learned that information, so he's taken the information inside of himself. And this is true. Every single day, a person acquires more and more knowledge, and that's how he accumulates knowledge. But before he got the knowledge, what did he have? He had the capacity for intelligence. One second. This is not, this is not achtos with your knowledge. This is more kevis. This is a feature. This is a talent that you have. But it's not you. Let's just finish this up and then I'll answer some questions. But God is one. There is no components to God. There's no, there's no multiple aspects to Him. So you can't say that God has a talent called knowledge like you can by a human being. So that must mean that God's essence and His knowledge, it's all one. Because if God is one, that means He has no features. He has nothing that He employs. It's all Him. So therefore, just like we say that a person can't possibly understand HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you can't possibly understand His intelligence either. Wouldn't even make any sense. Rather, this is where we employ our emuna. Because what does emuna mean? Emuna means the talent of the soul to know the limitations of the intelligence and nevertheless to accept that something is true. Emuna doesn't mean to believe things that you're capable of understanding. That's not, that's not what emuna means. You have a talent called seichel, and seichel has a limitation because it's limited by the finite world. So you can't say, I have emuna in science. Science is all about the known world. That's not shayach to emuna. That's shayach to yediyah. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu's essence is not shayach to yediyah. It's not something I can connect to intellectually because 
the mind cannot comprehend that which is bigger than it. The mind can comprehend that which is finite, but not that which is infinite. Just like the mind cannot comprehend that which is infinite, rather it's infinite. So how do we relate to Hashem through Amunah, which is a talent that's larger, right? Amunah is infinite. Intellect is finite. So I need my Amunah to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu's essence. Mamela, I also need Amunah to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Last line, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mamish. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is one. He and his Das are one. Okay, take some questions now. Yeah? The Lashon in Tanya, when he says like when someone learns something, he says it becomes incorporated in his soul. Yeah. So like, person is, so when it's not, even when like you can learn something, but like you don't hop it at all, but it's still incorporated in your Shama? No. If you learn, then you didn't understand. You didn't bring it inside of yourself. When it comes to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, there's a mitzvah, of, when it comes to, let's say, Torah Shavach Sav, a person could read it, and there's, there's value there. But you can't say that he really brought it into himself. It requires Chachma Bina and ultimately Das to say that you brought it into yourself. Just reading it alone would not be enough. Yeah? Is a Jew limited in his Torah growth and knowledge if Hashem gives him a certain amount of knowledge? Do you mean a certain amount of intelligence or a certain amount of knowledge? By intelligence. Yeah. Um, the answer is yes. You are limited. Because... HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave each one of us a specific capacity to be intelligent about our learning. Each person, as the Alter Rebbe says in, earlier in Tanya, each person has to do his best to use the seichel that he was given to understand something to the depth that he is capable of understanding. So a person, on the one hand, right, like Chazal say, a person can't say, I wasn't capable of learning, but then they go out into business and all of a sudden they're learning you know, everything in business and picking it up left and right, right? What's the pshat there? The pshat is... They cared about one, they didn't care about the other. But if you know something as well as you could possibly understand it, then that's your mitzvah. How does someone know their capacity, though? You challenge yourself. Nobody, it's interesting, nobody asks themselves that question when it comes to science or business, right? We throw ourselves in and we go to the best of our ability. Same thing here. But just knowing you're limited. And in ter- <clears throat> honestly, in terms of everything, you're just like you're... You're exerting yourself so much, you're sweating over it, breaking your teeth, but you know that there's a point that you just you can't get above. Right. So right. In, so, in terms of like, not not in terms of Torah or whatever, but at a certain point, could so is it fair to say that someone be like, what's the point? No, I would say the opposite. I would say that the person that's mamish breaking themselves and really working on themselves till they get to that mamish last, last, last piece, right? And th- they're frustrated because they're seeing some friends of theirs maybe that are going ahead of them, and they're not even close to working as hard. You should know who does the Eibushter get nachas from. The Eibushter gets nachas from each one of us when we work according to our capabilities. So it's not, we're not focused on the goal, we're focused on the process. If you've gotten as far as you can go, you can't imagine the nachas, neither can I. None of us can imagine the nachas that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets from such a person. The point here, this is not like science, right? This is like, this is Tyra. Science, the goal might be, can I say, this is the, you know, the answer. In Yiddishkeit, it's about the process. That's why we say, Anu HaMelem Vehem HaMelem. Right? We work and they work. They work and they don't get reward. What's the pshat? A guy works and he doesn't get reward? So Chafetz Chaim says as follows. No. We're working and they're working. We get schar for what? For the work that we put in. They don't get schar for the work they put in. They get schar for the result. So if you work really hard to make a business pitch and the pitch doesn't go, it doesn't matter how hard you worked, you're not going to get paid. But in Yiddishkeit, it's the opposite. Whether at the end you did or didn't get to the understanding of Akiva Eger and figuring out how it fits into Taisus is not our Medubar. Each person has to know themselves.
And outside of the individual, if Torah is 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 infinite, how could we be limited in in this in the endeavor of learning? Well, again, our capacity to connect to Hashem is infinite, right? But we're limited in the sense that our intellect is limited. Some of us have higher IQs and some of us have lower IQs. But remember that the Tanya says that when you're learning Hashem's Torah, that's like hugging the king. So you don't say you're hugging the king's clothing, right? You're hugging the king. So even if you're learning on a lower level, you're hugging the king, right? And to the degree that your intelligence allows you to go higher and higher, it will be a deeper hug Right, according to your level of intelligence. So the seven-year-old whose level of intelligence is not as developed yet, when he's learning to the degree that he possibly can, that's the tightest hug that he could give the king. Now for the 12-year-old, it wouldn't be the same if he's only learning on a seven-year-old level because, again, assuming his intellectual capacity is that of a 12-year-old, right? so then to learn on the level of a seven-year-old, it doesn't have that same tightness. But if he's learning on the level of a 12-year-old, even though he's not necessarily the God Ladar, he's also being Mechabek the king in, in, in the way that he knows how. So will a Jew never get to his finish line? I think at the end you're at the finish line, right? So once you hit that finish line, that's... Then it's over. That's life, right? Life is about the pursuit of that finish line, but it's a horizon that keeps on moving. We're running after this horizon, but the horizon keeps on moving. So would you say, I mean, I don't want to sound so crass, but we're running towards death? That's the only thing that's sure, right? I wouldn't say we're running towards death, though. Why I would, would say... Well, it's the, then it's over. I mean, you can still improve in that. Like, even when you hit the... the well, after death, I can't like improve. You get to, there's still so much more that you can... Yeah, which means you're not at the finish line. Yet. Yeah, you're not at the finish line. The finish line well, is when it's over. The, That's the point. The That's the point. Well, I wouldn't say we're running towards death. I would say we're running towards life. It's just that death is a part of it. Running towards the finish line. Yeah, there's a, there is going to be an end. We're running to the finish line, which the process of running is life, but... It's a very relevant uh, comment, especially for this week's parsha, right? Because Yaakov Avinu, this whole parsha is about Yaakov Avinu's death, and the name of the parsha is Vayechi. It's all about life, right? Because death and life, as we've said many times, life cannot die, just like salt cannot go bad. Death has nothing to do with life. Death is just the process by which a life ends. So at the end, there's going to be a finish line. A life ended. But that doesn't mean that you weren't running for life the entire time. All the mitzvahs are called life. Right? The mitzvahs are called life. Every time you engage in that, you become more alive. So yes, we are limited by our intelligence. But I'm never going to understand that Kaddish Baruch Hu's essence because he didn't give me an intelligence that's capable of understanding. You understand? Yeah. Or no? <laughs> yeah, good? Okay. Right. So now we can understand that since God is one with his knowledge... That means that God knows himself, and through knowing himself, he knows everything that exists, because he is one with everything. So if God knows himself, what does he know? He knows every blade of grass, he knows every tree, every bush, every person, every thought, right? Because it all exists within him. Because God and his knowledge are one, and the known, which is us, the subject, are one. So once he knows himself, what does he know? He knows everything. How does God know himself? Because he's one with his knowledge. Why don't we know ourselves? Because we are not one with our knowledge. The knowledge that we have is a talent. You understand? Until the tiniest worm in the sea, down to the smallest mosquito in the earth, nothing is hidden from God, as the Rambam says. So why is that? You know yourself. 
You know everything. You know down to the down to the cellular level. The This knowledge doesn't mean that God has any parts because it all exists within Him. Knowing Himself, He's one with His knowledge. He knows everything, so it all comes to one. This is why it's so difficult for us to picture this in our minds. Why do we have such a hard time picturing this in our minds? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. What does it mean? It means that we cannot compare our machshavos to his machshavos. We cannot compare our ways to his ways. Just as the gap between Shemayim Va'aretz is massive, right? so too the gap between his ways and our ways, between his thoughts and our thoughts, it's not shayach to compare them because we are not one with our knowledge. Can you find what God is searching for? It's not shayach. When we look at something, we're looking at something that's outside of ourselves. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at something, he's looking at something which is within himself. That's the end of the Rambam. As the Balatanya does many, many times, he puts the Rambam together with the, with the Mekubalim, specifically with the Ramak, with her Moshe Kardavero. And he's saying here, you should know that that which we just said, Alpi Chasidus, not only is it the Pshat in the Rambam, but it's also the Pshat in the Bali Kabbalah. We're not going to start Simtum today, but I do want to make one important ta'ara. This Tanya that we just discussed, I don't want to raise a sore topic with you guys, but this Rambam that we just discussed is a very important Rambam when it comes to the discussion of free will. Why? Because we always say, how could HaKadosh Baruch Hu know what we're going to do? And yet we still have the free will to do it, right? But that question assumes that God's knowledge works like our knowledge. How does it work by us? If I know, Lamashal, what Yoshi's going to do, right? So then, of course, Yoshi has no choice. But God's knowledge doesn't work like our knowledge. He and his knowledge are one. Since God and his knowledge are one, and he's looking at something that's within him, right? So then there's no before, after, it's all one. So God's knowledge of what's going to happen, you can't look at your knowledge and then apply it to God's knowledge, because that's the mistake, and then ask the question, how is there free will? It's coming from that mistake that, that mistake to begin with. Yeah? I don't know if it's a weird question, but does that, that can't mean that we're thinking more than God. I would say just the opposite. We're thinking less than God, because God, He is His thoughts, and for us, thoughts are only a talent. Oh, because Hashem is one. Right. So it encompasses everything at the That's same time. correct. So when God's thinking, because he's thinking, because his thinking is one, he's thinking about what we see as everything, to him is just one, mm-hmm. down to the tiniest blade of grass. So for us, we couldn't possibly conceive or think, imagine, of all of these things. But God, because everything exists within him, it's all one. Okay, stop here.